Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. You're listening to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose of this podcast is to help you know, love, and live God's word. My name is Tara and I'm your host slash new best friend. Each week, we'll dive into the depths of scripture together. We'll answer questions that we all have as believers, have hard but good conversations, unpack passages in the Bible, and have deep, encouraging conversations with some amazing guests. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to grow your love and knowledge of his word so that you can live for him more. Are you ready, friend? Let's get into it. Hey, hey, friend. I hope the title of this episode alone has you excited. I wanted to give a quick disclaimer before we start. This episode is all about productivity and working well and avoiding hustle culture, but it's not going to be an episode where we talk about the top tips to being productive by the world standards. We're talking about being productive, working out of an abundance, but from a Christian standpoint, from God's word. And yes, God's word actually has a lot to say about this. I have an amazing friend, Kaylee Nicole, over on Instagram, over here today on the podcast. She is an Instagram coach, a mentor, business coach, all the things, and she has successfully been running her business, helping other women build their businesses, build their following, monetize their businesses and their content, all from a Christian perspective. She is such an awesome believer and sister in Christ, and the spirit was so working through her in this conversation. So I just want to encourage you to listen to this episode. And remember, do not disqualify yourself while you're listening to this. Kaylee and I are both online and doing the things online, but this conversation is for you, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you are a college student, whether you work a nine-to-five nurse, doctor, teacher, literally whatever, this is for you. And we can be productive and work well for the Lord without giving into hustle culture and avoiding the burnout so that we can glorify Him. So I cannot wait. Let's dive in. This episode is jam-packed. Are you with me? Let's go. Okay, y'all, I have an amazing guest like I just mentioned earlier in the intro here. I've been so excited to chat about this topic of productivity in life and business, but from a biblical perspective. So I have one of my really sweet friends that I've known online for a couple years now, Kalia Nicole. She is here to bring us the word. So Kalia, for those who don't know you and what you do, would you please introduce yourself really quick? Um, yeah, share us all the things. Yes. Hello. I am so pumped to be coming on here to talk about this because Man, we we were talking about it even before we got on here. Like we live in such a hustle culture. And so yeah, I'm yeah. excited just to have a chat and a conversation about really what productivity looks like from a biblical perspective. So for those that are listening that may not know who I am, uh, my name is Kalia and I'm a kingdom-driven entrepreneur and I focus on teaching creatives, specifically women, how to monetize their platform through brand partnerships. 
So I actually started a blog in college as a freshman. I was 17 years young. (laughs) I know, 17 years young. Really, that was a throwback. It was like 2015. And (laughs) I started there and it really grew into me becoming actually a full-time influencer. And then I transitioned into becoming an influencer coach as well. So really, I have a huge heart for women in business and specifically Christian women in business. So I have definitely been through the trenches of like just burnout and struggling with what productivity looks like and how to do that from, you know, just how to be productive and how to, you Mm -hmm. know, find success right in business from a Christian perspective, Mm -hmm. like what that looks like. So I'm just excited to share what the Lord has really taught me in that season of like deep burnout to now being very productive by his word standards. Oh, that's so, so good. I am really looking forward to it. I know you spent a lot of time, which is so cool to know. I have amazing people that come on the show, Aww. always so biblically rooted. So I'm really excited to hear what's going on. Um, But for those listening too, we were just blabbing about this before we started recording too, <laughs> yes. but um, Kaylee is getting married in like a month, I right? Know. Or yes. what, what's yes. the countdown on now? <laughs> yes. We are literally down to just 38 days. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. Oh my gosh. So, so excited. Y'all need to go follow her. I mean, obviously for everything she's sharing here, but like just to see her wedding picture, she's been sharing like behind the scenes and like mood boards. I'm like, this is like going to be perfect. Oh, yes. (laughs) I cannot wait. We're going to be sharing all the content. Of course. Got to. (laughs) So fun. I love it. Um, I also wanted to ask too, another fun thing is um, for all my guests, I love to know, we love to know as as listeners, um, what your favorite thing is at the moment. This could literally be anything like super, super random. We've had it all from those saucy moto things that you put to hold your sauces in your car. Oh my gosh, those are amazing. From like like coffee to like clothes. So just share what you got. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. I have so many like random things that I could share here, but okay. This is very relevant to today, but lately, like my favorite, I would, if I said snack, y'all be like, who the heck are you? It's not a snack. It's like a full blown, like three person meal. But lately I have been getting (laughs) the 30 count nugget meal from Chick-fil-A. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) And I can eat the whole thing because I love chicken nuggets. So if y'all didn't know, there's a 30 count nugget at Chick-fil-A, um, represent, and I would say besides that, like another just random thing that I've been loving, which it's, it's a little bit, it's become like more mainstream now, but it's actually the chosen series. I like came back yeah, to yeah. come watch like season two again. And I've been just like going through, like whenever I have one of those moments in the morning when I'm like doing my quiet time and I, you know, I go through the word, but then I'm like, oh man, I don't feel like doing like in my normal routine. I'm like, Ooh, let me watch like a chosen episode. And that always fires yeah. me up. <laughs> Oh, I love that. You know, I watched the first season. I haven't watched the second season, but I need to like get back into it um, because everyone loves it. I love yes. how like, I mean, I haven't watched all of it like, you know, a lot of people have, but I love the take that they have on it. Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously like they, they stay to the word, but there's a little bit of imagination as well. Um, so I think it's cool just to see the what ifs, but also know that they're super biblically sound, you know? Yeah. It just really brings the word to life. Like you're you know, especially if you've like read a decent amount of the word, or even if you go into the stories like that they're going into and you read the word and then you, you know, watch the the show, you're like, oh my gosh, it's just like, it's just this movie, you know, in front of you. And you're like, these stories actually happen. Like there's actually Mm -hmm. happened. And it's just like really cool to see that being brought to life. And so many people are watching that are believers and non-believers. Yes is super super cool like i think it's a it's a huge ministry and like evangelical like movement which absolutely so cool. yeah oh my gosh i love that also the 30 count i'm just thinking about that too like <laughs> so good it's so good in 30? some places yes it's, it's excessive moly. okay so i'm a huge like fitness junkie too if you follow yeah, me on instagram yeah. you'll see that i love to work out i personally weight lift and so I eat a lot of food. And so yeah, yeah. Like, I got my hair done today. And after I was like, well, got to swing through and get my 30 count. So I got a 30 count nugget and <laughs> literally ate the entire thing. Um, I guess that hey, might be a secret talent I have. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. I, you know, I bet, I bet if I got a 30 count, I could eat it too. I, I believe I mean, in you. I believe in with, you. <laughs> with some ranch and some Chick-fil-A sauce. I can oh, totally yes. do that. So good. So good. I'm like, I need another 30 count. Should I go back? <laughs> Maybe. Hey, do it now. Enjoy yourself. I yes. mean, like you said, like you need to get that protein in so you can lift. I think it's like, exactly. I think it's worth it. You I know? think, so. I mean, I think so. Might have to make yeah. today a 60 count day. <laughs> 
See how many you can do. Yeah, especially before the wedding, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's my diet. My wedding diet is the 30-count Chick-fil-A nuggets. <laughs> it seems to be working. It seems to be working. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I love that. I think we could talk about your favorites all day. Um, I think it's just a fun way to, like, break the ice. Not yes. really, but, like, just kind of, like, start the convo. But, again, friends, like we were talking about, um, Kaylee and I have been planning this conversation for a long time about – productivity in life and business, specifically what it looks like for us to work well amidst this crazy hustle culture. So we're speaking to you, whether you are a mama who stays at home, whether you are a stay at home and you do not work, whether you are your own entrepreneur and influencer, whatever, or you work a nine to five, like this is for everyone. So I'm really excited to hear you know, what the Lord has put on your heart, Kalia. So tell us a little bit more. You mentioned earlier that you are a business coach, um, Instagram coach, all the things. Um, so tell us a little bit more about the heart behind your business and specifically like more what you offer. Yes, absolutely. So like I kind of mentioned earlier, I started in 2015. I was a freshman in college and I felt the Lord really call me into the industry of like just the creative industry in general. And at that time, I was, you know, going through like my undergrad, you know, the basic cores they have you do the first year where it's like humanities, you know, like who needs right. that? And so I'm like sitting- It's so in, stupid. Right? I know. So I'm like <laughs> sitting here in my humanities class and they're going around the room and basically asking you the, the old age question, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, I literally don't know. I also just yeah. got here. So maybe ask me like four <laughs> years from now. I so I'm sitting here, here. Like, what? So I'm sitting there and they're going around the room and everyone's like, oh, I want to work in corporate or I want to do this. I want to do this. And it got to me and I was just like, yeah, that is really not my jam. You know, Lord bless those that love the nine to five or and can do yeah. that and are called yeah. to that. Amen to you. Okay. Just not for yeah. me. I just, I, I'd never been interested in that. And so I kind of blurted out. Um, I don't know where it came from. Now I know it was the Lord, uh, but that I wanted to start my own business, that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I didn't know mm -hmm. what that looked like, but that I wanted to work for myself. And so I started to just really pray on the idea and ask the Lord, like what that could look like. And at the time, blogging was a really big thing. So I felt like the Lord prompted me to start a blog. And so I started a blog. Yeah. Literally, it's always been KayleeAndNicole.com. And it was about, you know, fashion and beauty and like how to get straight A's in college and like organization and like just all the things. Cause I was a huge, also college nerd. So mm -hmm. I started that. And then I got into, basically I was around different people that were working with brands and they didn't really feel like sharing kind of how they, you know, got to work with those different brands. And so I went on this journey to figure it out for, with, for myself Mm -hmm. And in that, I started to land these brand collaborations. And then that led to me obviously posting out the brands. And then people started asking, well, hey, how did you do that? And yeah. I always promised the Lord, I said, Lord, if you can help me figure this out, then I will share what you've taught me and what you've showed me with That's other great. people that need the same kind of help that need this information. So he, you know, he helped me out. And then when I figured it out and he helped me do that, I started to share about it and just give value online. And then that led to people asking, you know, do you do mentoring? Do you do one-on-one -on -one coaching? Do you have a group coaching program? Yeah. What do you do? So I essentially created this program called Network to Net Worth uh, three years ago. And it's my signature program on how to just monetize your influence through brand partnerships. And so for three years, I basically built this out to be an A to Z course that teaches you from like, okay, here's how you pitch to brands all the way to like taxes and law and negotiation mm -hmm. and all so of that. Cool. So really like that's all built though on the foundation of like running a business out of integrity, doing work with yeah. excellence, serving the people that we work with, even if that's like brands, right. Or these big major companies, like sure. how can we serve them and bless them with our talents and our skill sets and be able to provide like just, you know, an answer to a gap that they're facing in their business. And so that's essentially like what I do as a whole. And I just saw that there was a really great need in the industry, not only for education on influencer marketing, but also just education from a biblical perspective hmm, that isn't yeah. necessarily like, you know, when I'm online and people know very well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a woman of faith. I love me some <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Okay. Yes, I'm not shy yes. about that whatsoever, but I don't, like my platform isn't, I'm a Christian influencer. I'm in the exact, like specifically the, the faith space. It's like, everything is, is founded on that. Everything that I do, everything I, you know, say, and I teach and, and the way that I teach it is biblically founded. And it's allowed this amazing opportunity and God has really used it to bring non-Christians into yeah. kind of my corner of the internet right. this platform that he has blessed me with to be able to minister to them and really show them 
just what a Christian could look like. That's not so like in your face or, you know, maybe hypocritical or has been judgmental yes. for them before. And so right. that's been really cool to see just the way that God has uh, used me as a, as a vessel in that way. That's been just so just so honoring and, and humbling because I don't come from a background where I was raised in church and I was raised mm -hmm. in faith. I yeah. come from, you know, a broken home. I have a, a bit of a rough background and I was pretty rough around the edges. <laughs> and the Lord has done a really cool redemption mm. story uh, on my life and just, you know, on just what I do and what I'm able to, to produce in business. And so mm -hmm. I love to use that to be like, listen, I get it. Like, you feel like you're rough around the edges. Well, come join me over here because yeah, I've been there. Yes, I feel yes. that, you know? So all in all, I just, I saw the need for there to be, you know, a Christian influencer that also wasn't so like, I'm a Christian influencer. And to be here, right, you have right. to also think, look, and talk the way that I do. No, no, no. I, I want, I don't want you to just believe what I believe in order to be welcomed here. Like no matter where you come from, where you're at, what you've gone through, what your walk has been, you're welcome here. I want you here. Like, I want to serve you. I want to teach you. And so that's truly yeah. my heart behind what I do. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And it's been so apparent, you know, throughout the Aww. years, that's what you do. And I mean, just a complete side note, I think it's so cool. Um, like you and an, another one of our mutual friends, Liana, who we've yes! had on the show too. My girl! Um, <laughs> such an awesome gal. I love her. You guys just – I, I just love how you centered your 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 businesses and in your lives too mm -hmm. around helping women um, specifically understand that it's okay to thrive in business. It's okay to make money. It's, yes. it's good. It's, yes. I mean, and like we need to be good stewards of our businesses, of our lives, of our time, and of our work, which is what we're talking about today too. But I think that is something that is so tough. Mm -hmm. But when you have someone that loves the Lord and is biblically founded, we can do it in a way that's not you know, um, like the world, we can do yes. it in a God honoring way, but also like provide for our families, live the life that we want to live. I always, I always tell people like, you know, you grow up thinking that you want to be a millionaire and you talk about what you do if you win the yeah. lottery, all these things, <laughs> yep. and, you know, just being really rich sounds fun. Right. Mm -hmm. I was just telling uh, Michael the other day, and this is kind of my philosophy as I've gotten older and become more realistic about life. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know, I said, I just want to be able to have enough money to be able to take care of us and our future family and then give to the Lord yeah. and do like, I just want to be able to have enough to do what God wants me to do. Yes. And that isn't necessarily a number, but it's just like, so we can steward our lives better for the Lord, you know, Absolutely. Um, whatever that may look like. So I just love everything you're doing. And I'm really excited that you got to share more. Um, and I'd love to transition into um, just some words of encouragement and diving a little bit deeper into this idea of productivity yes. because y'all, like we were saying, it's a tough, it's a tough place to be mm -hmm. no matter. I mean, especially, I feel like, especially for um, people that have their own businesses or work from home, it's just a tough time to work just in general in the world, you know? Yeah. You know, the world has kind of got flipped upside down. Things are not so traditional. Um but wherever you're at in that arena, um, we just want to encourage you about what it looks like to work unto the Lord and be productive because I've been in some ruts this year, man. Yeah. It's been tough. It's been yeah. tough. And Kalia, I know you have too. So let's um, let's just kind of start with a hard-hitting question. There are some big lies and myths about productivity that the world tries to shove down our throats and make us believe. And as Christians, we actually don't have to believe that. But mm -hmm. are there some lies or myths that you've believed over over the years about productivity? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I would say one of the, like the biggest overarching one though, is that working more and working harder meant that I was more successful and productive, mm, right? Yeah. Coming back to that hustle culture, right? Where, you know, in the world that we live in, busyness is worn as a badge of honor, right? We ask yeah. them, Hey, how are you doing? Oh my gosh. I've been so great. I've been so busy. Right. Oh, I'm, how are you? I'm so busy. How was your day? Oh, yeah. so busy, right? Busy, 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 busy. And there's a huge difference too between being busy and being productive, right? And we'll yeah. kind of get into that. I want to get into that a little bit later. But just because you're working harder and you're working more doesn't mean that you're actually being more productive. You actually could be being completely counterproductive. And that's really what I was facing a lot when I hit a huge season of burnout. Uh, last year, actually, mm. uh, it, it, which again, we'll get into, but it really wasn't until this year when I actually started working way less, like significantly less yeah, and yeah. resting much more that I started to see God's true definition and perspective for productivity, mm. like what the word says productivity looks like. 
And, yeah. and, you know, unsurprisingly enough, as I've surrendered my business fully to the Lord, not like, Hey God, okay. Like here, I'm holding my business in my hand and I'll like kind of unclench my fist and like, <laughs> right. let you grab it when you want, but like mostly I'm going to hold it tightly. Right. Like sure. as I fully surrendered and funny enough, my word for the year is <laughs> surrender. And so as I've surrendered fully, I've seen the Lord move in more miraculous ways than I've ever experienced before. Because mm-hmm. it was also no longer me relying on my own strength, but the Lord's saying, Lord, you have to sustain so me. You have to meet me at the end of where I'm at. I'm going to do what I can do. I'm going to, I'm going to do what, with what you've given me, right? The mm-hmm. work that you've put in front of me, I'm going to, I'm going to make that happen, but I can't do anything more. And, and just a quick backstory as we start to dive into productivity to kind of, you know, lead up to where I was in that burnout season mm-hmm. is you know, even in, I went through that, that season where I was like, okay, you know what? I honestly hate my business right now. <laughs> like, yeah. Sometimes it, so, yeah, it, it's like that. <laughs> yes. Like I was so busy, right? Busy, not productive. I was so busy. Mm. I was relentless about working 25 seven. I know that doesn't exist, but I made it exist. It was 25 oh, yeah. seven. Oh, yeah. I was working, you know, I was, I had decided, oh no, I'm not going to work the nine to five where I work 40 hours a week. Let me work 80 hours a week because sure. that makes Oh my sense. gosh. What? <laughs> Here I am just working aimlessly, you know, no goals, no, just like trying to chase after like this idea of success. Right. And like, if we're looking at productivity, we also have to look at what the world is defining as success because our productivity lies and really is, is, it moves forward. The, The needle is moved forward by what we think we're trying to achieve, which is this idea that the world is painted for success, right? The six figures or the seven figures or 10 K months or the bougie car and the bougie house and the travel luxury travel vacations or, you know, all these different things. Right. So we try and work hard and be more and Mm -hmm. and do more to achieve more because that's what we think is, is going to define our success for us. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash truth talks. So there I was, you know, doing all of that to hit the six figures to, you know, build my business up to be a multimillionaire, you know, before I'm 25 and uh, drive the Audi and drive, you know, do all these things. Sure. Yeah. Um, And and then I got to this place where I was so broken and so burnt out and weary. And I had to realize, wow, these lies and these myths that working more and working harder meant that I was going to be more successful. Um, and you know, that, that productivity, what I thought was productivity is what was going to result in me finding this worth and fulfillment in the, in the busyness, right? right, right, What I thought was productivity was actually busyness. It, it like all just fell through. Like the Lord just completely swept in and was like, Hey, um, yeah, let me just wreck you a little bit because let me redefine (laughs) what you think productivity actually is. And so I went through that entire season of burnout. And that's when the Lord started to just reveal to me again, this, this fresh, you know, biblical perspective of what productivity is, but it had to come from, I had to be face to face with the lies and the myths about what it is and in realize, okay, that's actually so far from the truth that it's not about working more and working harder and, you know, doing things that really aren't fruitful. We'll talk a lot about fruit today, but that just aren't Mm. like, don't have an eternal significance 
and internal, yeah, eternal yeah. fruitfulness that those are, those are the myths that I was falling into. And it led to me, you know, almost the demise of my business because I was so caught up in what culture defines. And that's where you just have to really learn how to filter through. Right, and so we're going to talk right. about that, just how you, how you can filter that. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. And I'm so glad that I, you know, I think when we talk about the lies and the myths that we, that we are, you know, given by the world, by other people, by ourselves about productivity, that's like the number one. Like I was even thinking about it too. when when you were talking, I'm like, I just, that's the only one that comes to mind because Mm -hmm. of the world that we're living in because of just who we are as human beings. And like, I was thinking about this as we prepared for this conversation and I'm like, okay, where did this, where did this idea of us needing to do more come from? Mm-hmm. Like where, where did it come from? Like, I mean, and I don't know if I could point you to a specific thing, but you know, my opinion is I think it comes from our need as human beings to feel, to like feel like we're self-sufficient, to yes. feel like, like you said, to not surrender and hold on to control mm-hmm. and think that we can do it when we're actually supposed to be surrendered and um, just really yielded to the Lord. Yes. And so I, I just, I think that's a, that plays a big role, whether whether you're really a big type A person or not, like me or Kaylee, I'm assuming. I mean, <laughs> yep, I'm, yep. I'm super, I'm super type A, and I Same. love it. And I'm like, I'm like, go, 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 do your planner, do the thing. Um, but it's just a problem that we have as human beings of this idea of being, you know, so self sufficient and operating out of ourselves. Um, that I think sometimes we even get down on ourselves. Like this last mm-hmm. week I was telling Michael, I'm like, ah. I'm like, I just haven't like kept the house up. Like I haven't like, I'm like, yeah. I did, I barely touched my computer last week. And I'm just like, and he's like, Tara, he's like, you've been resting. It's been a different season. It's valuable. Yes. Um, and so that's just a whole nother thing. But um, since we kind of laid the foundation of what productivity is not really, you know, not this badge of honor, not busyness, all these yeah. things, um, I'd love just to dive into a biblical definition of productivity, which um, I think it's so cool. Side note about the word is that there's literally God has given us everything we need in the Bible. Yeah. You know, some people are like, oh, like I did a conversation with my friend last week on the podcast about social media. And they're like, oh, well, like, you know, people might say there's not any verses on social media. I'm like, but there's a lot that tells us how to like, like, um, steward it, how to yes, use it. And absolutely. so I'm, I'm really pumped. Um, let's just talk about any passages or definitions that really teach us how we should be operating, um, as God's, as God's children. Yes. Okay. Let's get into this. So when I was really praying for this episode and this interview that we were doing, the the just the passage that kept coming to mind was in John 15. So if you're listening to this right now and you kind of want to flip there with me and we're going to read some of this together, then you can kind of follow along. So just to give some context behind John 15, this is where Jesus is preparing his disciples for his death and departure. So he's really instructing them about their calling and their mission as his disciples and really using this to emphasize they they need to depend on him. So that's some mm. context behind this. So let's read this together. And I'm going to read it out loud and feel free to follow along. So this is John 15, 1 through 8. This is the NIV translation. And it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown in the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Now, I really want to focus here on John 15, 5. And as I was reading and praying about this, this is the one that just constantly kept jumping out to me. It was like highlighted in my mind as I was (laughs) reading it, right? And that 15, 5 is, you know, it, it really tells us the qualification for productivity. Okay. Because it says in there that abiding in Jesus, connecting with and depending on him, that truly is the qualification for productivity. Because if we are wanting to be good stewards of our time and truly use it in a way that matters to the Lord, then we have to be attached to the vine. 
attached right. to the vine, aka abide in him. Because otherwise, we're just going to get caught up running around doing things that don't have an eternal significance. And that's mm-hmm. when we begin to live busy lives that aren't truly productive. So if we're, if we're breaking that apart and feel free to like, you know, for the sake of time, I mean, I could cover that. I could break down every single verse in that entire yeah, passage right. and just pick it apart and really dissect the context of the entire thing and what the Lord is saying. But truly like the only way that to use our time effectively, right. And to be productive for the kingdom, because that's our ultimate goal, right? Yeah. We're here on purpose for a purpose. We're here to, you know, love God and to love others. We're here to share the good of the gospel, right? If we're looking for a biblical definition of productivity, we have to say, okay, well, what is productivity for the kingdom? Yeah. Right. right? And the only way to use our time effectively and be productive for the kingdom is to do so in a way that abides in Christ because apart from him, like the verse says, apart from him, we can do nothing. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, that's not to say that, not to say like from a you know worldly perspective, like there's tons of people out there that give to charity. There are tons yeah, of people out right. there that do really great works. There are tons of people that are kind to others, right? That give, that, you know, bless other people, right? Yeah. 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 But they're doing it for them. They're doing it because they think, hey, I'm doing a good thing, right? They're doing the good works. Sure. Yeah. But yep. outside of that, really, like, it's not having the eternal significance because they're not abiding in Christ, right? We, we have to remain attached to the vine. We have to abide in him because mm-hmm. apart from him, we can do nothing. Nothing as in nothing that has eternal significance, Right, right. Because that's truly what matters, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we need to be productive about. And so all work can be and should be as Christians, right? Should be done for the glory of God. So if you're a doctor, do it for God's glory. If you're an influencer, do it for God's glory. If you're in ministry, you're a mom, you're a teacher, we should be doing it for God's glory. And a couple mm-hmm. other verses yeah. that just really back that up is Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men right? First Corinthians 10 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory Mm -hmm. of God. We have to take the focus off of ourselves and what others think about us or what others define as true success or true productivity or true achievement. And we have to put the focus back on Christ and say, you know what, when we start trying to be productive in our own perspective and the world's perspective, we're losing that connection and that dependence on Christ. We no longer abide in him. We're no longer remaining to him as the vine. And we start producing this fruit that doesn't have an eternal significance. Right, right. So long, long in the short, okay, <laughs> is focusing on that, on John 15, 5, right? We have to, if you do not remain in me, right? You have to remain in me and you're going to bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We got to keep our focus on what the eternal significance is because when we start to take our focus off of that and we focus on what the world defines as significant and as achievement and as, you know, again, success, I'm all about like redefining what success looks like from a biblical perspective, then like, that's what we have to do is we have to redefine what that looks like. And we have to filter that through what the word is saying true success is. Right. And we also know Mm -hmm. like what the word says is true success is things like, you know, faith in Jesus, right? Acts 16, 31, love of God, mm-hmm. Matthew twenty two yeah. thirty seven, serving and helping others, Matthew 20, 26, obedience to God's word, first Kings two, three, committing all that you do to God, putting him first in mm-hmm. your life, Proverbs 16, three. And I want to focus on that one for a second too, putting him first, because when we look at being productive, how many times do we wake up in the morning? And the first thing that we do is check our phones. Yeah. The first thing that we yeah. do is get on social media. Yeah. Convicting. Okay. (laughs) How many times do we do that? And I'm guilty. I'm not, I'm not, listen, this whole conversation, I'm not (laughs) sitting here talking to you about this saying that I have not been right there, that I don't often, you know, forget to put the downtime on or forget to be like, you know what? I should open up the word, but you know, what's going on on TikTok? I got to know. Okay. You know, like, okay. I'm not, I'm not, listen, I'm not above uh, any of this, right? This conversation comes from a place of like, I've had to learn this for myself because I, I got burnt out. Because I Mm -hmm. had the wrong idea of success because I was productive in the wrong things, productive in things that had no eternal significance, but, oh, I was busy. I was busy. No, no, no. Right. So when we're we're talking about 
putting God first in our life. There's a really good book by you and it's called you and me forever by uh, Francis and Lisa Chan. And I've been reading yeah. it as I prepare for mm-hmm. marriage and something that he said in there that was so interesting. It's a very simple concept, but one that I've never been taught before is he talks about, you know, when we think of putting God first in our life, we often think of like, you know, this chart and it's like, okay, number one is God. Number two sure. is like family. Number three is friends. Yeah. Number four, right? And yeah. ultimately, God should be just in such a different like category and different playing yes. field. Yes. It should be like God number one and then like, you know, hit that return space bar button like 50 times and then right. it's family and right. then it's friends. And then like there shouldn't even be any proximity of closeness because the Lord is in a completely different category that above all else, not even close like just an obligation and, oh, we get up and we read our Bibles because that's what we have to do. But in such a different place in our priority list, right? And in what we think is being productive, right? That that time with him, right? That quiet time, being in his word, right? Like it needs to be a completely different just proximity, right? It needs to be, you know, God at the top, huge space, and then the rest of the things in our life. And when we're talking about being productive, like that can also be related to priorities, right? We are productive based on where we place our priorities in life. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, again, looking at success, faith in Jesus, love of God, obedience to his word, serving and helping others, committing all you do to him, putting him first. Right. And ultimately like success is, is being productive, but it's being productive, doing the things that matter to God. Yeah. Bearing the fruit that has the eternal significance. Mm. So that's what I really wanted to focus on is, is John 15, five. And I encourage you like read through John 15, five, uh, 15, one through eight in full on your own. And just like tear that apart with your highlights and, and your yeah, friends and everything yeah. in the Bible. But ultimately true, the, the biblical definition of productivity is, is really abiding in Jesus. It's connecting with and depending on him and releasing that, that control, like fully surrendering to him in saying, Lord, you know, I know that with you, I can get more done in five minutes than I could in an hour on my own. Mm, so good. Yeah. I mean, that is absolutely, you know, to, to someone who is so far from God, they'd be listening to that and be like, that is like, it's so upside down, mm-hmm. which I love it. It's sometimes confusing, but I love that a lot of things, I mean, as I've studied and as I've worked on their projects, I'm realizing that, you know, Jesus came to really flip the script and everything was really upside down. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. he came to fulfill the law. He did not deviate from it. So he's not like he's going against the truth and what was written, but he literally came to flip things on its head, but really to make it right side up. Right. I mean, it seems upside down, but just like, okay, (laughs) it's like, it's like fitting in when you look at it. Um, And so I love, I love John 15 and I love how applicable it is for so many things. But I think when it comes to this idea of productivity, it's like literally everything stems from being close to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we could, we could use this passage for talking about being a mom, being, you know, doing this or that, you know, but when it comes from just like living our lives and, you know, someone may, someone listening may say, okay, well, you know, loving God, obeying him is just, it's part of my spiritual life. You know, it's not a part of my business life or Mm -hmm. part of my work life, you know, but literally our whole lives are into the Lord. There's different facets, but everything comes from that overflow. And so I think, like you said, if we focus on those, on those important priorities and those things um, in our relationship with the Lord and keeping him first, literally preeminent above it all, Mm -hmm. then everything else is going to trickle into our work, into our relationships, and particularly in business as we're talking today in the conversation. So I love how you deep dive in John 15. It's like my family's favorite, favorite passage. Yes. My dad's especially. It's so, so good. Um, I did want to transition to you've um you've mentioned, we've talked a little bit about, you know, avoiding burnout and this incessant hustle culture. I think everyone listening has been burnt out, no matter what sphere of influence or work or life that they find themselves in. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about um just avoiding burnout and hustle culture. And is it actually even bad? Like, let's mm-hmm. just kind of break it down. Yes. So to, to quickly answer the question of like, you know, how do I avoid burnout? Well, I avoid burnout by resting much more than culture tells me to. Mm, good. <laughs> yep. That's it. I rest a lot, a lot, a lot. It's like tithing, right? The world, the world tells us, you know, you get all this money and you need to keep it all because you made it all for yourself. But ultimately I know that that's God's provision. So the first thing that I'm going to do with that money <laughs> is give 10% back in time. Mm, yeah. So when the world's telling me work harder, do more, achieve more, be more, show up more, stay on your phones more, stay out, you know, all these things, I'm going to say, actually, I think I'm going to take the day off. 
actually, yeah. I think I'm going to do a full on Sabbath or I'm going to take a mental health day or I'm not going to work in the mornings or I'm not going to do these things, right? Because we keep talking about it. We live in this culture that's so fast paced, you know, business, busyness is worn as a badge of honor. And honestly, like it is, it is this incessant hustle culture. It is harmful for us. It is yeah. because yep. Yep. when, when you get caught up in, I have to go, go, go and achieve more. It is a detriment to your spiritual health. It's a detriment to your emotional health, your mental health, and at times even your physical health, because you're so tired. You're so <laughs> weary right? Yeah. And so it was, it was the season of burnout, like I said, that got me into even studying this topic. But I was really just resenting the work God had called me to do. I was frustrated. I was worn out. I was weary. I was ready to call it quits. And then instead of seeing, you know, going into this hustle culture of like, you know, even I'm, maybe you've heard it like, oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead mentality, which is awful. Sure. Okay. Sure, awful. Sure. Right. That is just, it's again, it's all rooted in the belief that success is defined by how much we own and how much we achieve. So we work more and we work harder to prove to everyone else that we're successful and to prove to ourselves that we're successful, but that's not true success to the Lord. And so the best way that you can avoid burnout and the incessant hustle culture is by resting. It's by mm. taking more time off. And that's why like the Lord has us honor a Sabbath day. Now the Sabbath day doesn't even have to like be a Sunday. Sometimes sure. my Sabbath day is like a Wednesday or maybe right. it's a Monday. Cause I'm like, yo, this is a <laughs> rough weekend and I didn't get it on the weekend. So we're taking yes. Monday off. Okay. Yes. But like Genesis yeah. two, two through three, that's where literally God rested on the seventh day. If God is resting, the, the God of the universe, if he's taking a break, why aren't we, why mm -hmm. aren't we? And one of my really good friends, Carson, she used to always tell me this because she was on my team when I was in the season of like, I have to go, go, go. I can't stop. And, and I was even under like going even back to the beginning of this interview of like lies and myths is like, oh my gosh, like God's not going to show up if I don't keep working too hard. Mm, wow. And the Lord really convicted me in that season and said, oh, I didn't realize that you were God. Yep. yep. I didn't realize you were trying to take, you know, that you thought you could take my place. You know, like I didn't realize that you thought you were bigger than me. To, for you to not think that I could meet you where you're at the end of yourself. So I was just killing mm. myself with work. And one of my friends, Carson says, Hey, Kalia, rest is productive. Rest yeah. is productive. Productivity. Here's the thing. Productivity doesn't require constant activity. Productivity doesn't require constant activity. Sometimes you need to slow down to speed up. And that's why the Lord, like he, we are refreshed. We are rejuvenated in his care. Like that's what that Sabbath day is, is just to take time off to, to mm -hmm. not be so plugged into the world and, and into social media. Right. Because I really believe yeah. that like social media is what fuels the fire of this hustle culture. And like, yeah. we got to do more because we see all these other people doing everything. Like imagine if we didn't see what everyone else was doing, we would not be acting the way that we do. We would yeah, not be trying totally. to achieve the things that we're trying to achieve because we'd be like, well, we don't, the only thing we have to compare to ourselves is ourselves, right? Mm. We're not comparing ourselves to millions of other right. people that are only showing their highlight reel. So right. understand that like you, you do not have to get like, God's not honored by you being burnt out. He's not proud mm. of you because you're burnt out. He's not proud of you because you worked 80 hours a week. Doesn't mean he's not like, he loves you. And, and like, you know, he loves you no matter what. There's nothing that you can do to make him love you any more, any less, mm -hmm. right? But he's not loving right. you more. And he's not more proud of you because you're killing yourself to death when, with your work. Yep. He's actually like, hey, hey, um, where, are you going to rely on my strength? Can I take that <laughs> burden? You know, I'd like to, uh, you know, I refresh those that are weary. You know, you want to come hang yeah. out with me? Like, I'd love yes. to help you out, you know? But we're over here like, no, God, we got it. We can take care of it. And then we're also at the same time asking God, I'm so tired. I'm so this. It's not working for me. Nothing's working. Why isn't it working? And he's like, bro, because you're trying to do it yourself. I'm trying to help you out. You know, let me help you. Right, okay? right. God can't help us if we don't let him help us. So we have to relinquish the control. We have to take a step back. Like even, so for me, it's like, as sad as this may sound, and I just want to be like totally vulnerable, Christian, my fiance, he actually called me out on this. And he was like, why do you pride yourself on being a workaholic? Hmm. And I didn't, I was like, uh, what? And he's like, why do you pride <laughs> yourself on being a workaholic? Yeah. You yeah. think that you're better off and that you're doing so much more and that almost like it's valiant how much you work, mm, wow. but it's so honoring how much you work. He's like, actually, 
He's like, it ain't cute, <laughs> for lack of better words. He's like, it ain't cute. Because of because of the repercussions, right? Exactly. Because of what it was doing Exactly. To you. He's like, you're always tired. You're always frustrated. And he's like, and now you're resenting what God called mm-hmm. you to. So the fruit that you're producing by your so-called productivity mm-hmm. is bitterness, wow. anger, resentment, yeah. frustration, impatience. You Do you think that that's truly glorifying to the Lord? And I was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, and this was before we were engaged, y'all. This was before yeah. we were dating at this point, okay? And he called me oh out. He called me yeah. out and he says, you being a workaholic isn't honoring or glorifying to the mm. Lord. It's actually not even, it's not even showing those that aren't Christians. Like, shouldn't we as Christians be showing others, especially non-Christians, that we can work less and be able to get to where we want to be because we actually partner with the Lord, right? We live yeah. in, right. in, 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 we, we live in harmony with him, right? We live in this dependence on him. We, we're leaning on him, but instead we just focus on leaning on ourselves and we look the same as the, everyone else out there. Right. We look the exact same. So we're not even being glorifying to the Lord when we fall into hustle culture and we lead ourselves to burnout because we're literally operating the same as every single other person in the world. When the Lord is like, literally come to me, all who are wearied and burdened and I will give you rest. Mm. And like I said earlier, the Lord can do more with our time, like in five minutes than in in one hour than we can do on our own. How many times have you like put on worship music and you're just like flying through tasks because you're just like working with the Lord, right? Versus you being like, (laughs) oh, wake up, like immediately stressed and you're running around like a crazy person. You're freaking out and you're super worried. You're super anxious, right? And he's just like, here we go again, you know? Yeah. It's like, just come to me, come to me and I will give you rest. And like that rest, that it's what refreshes us. It's what equips us to be ready for like the task that God wants us to take on. So being a part of hustle culture and leading ourselves to burnout, it's not glorifying the Lord. And ultimately, like if we're going to focus on like that biblical definition of productivity, right, which is abiding in Jesus, connecting with, depending on him, right, being good stewards of our time in a way, to, mm-hmm. a way that matters to him, right? We, we can't keep getting caught up in, in running around doing things that, that don't have that eternal significance. Yeah. And hustle culture does not teach us how to be productive <laughs> for eternity, <laughs> right? Sure. And, and sure. Be impactful for the kingdom. Okay. Yeah. So best way, long story long, to avoid burnout truly is by resting. And that's why that verse, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Let the Lord mm-hmm. use that. Let, like we need that rest in order to keep going. Yeah. 100%. You know, some people argue that Sabbath is, is, you know, not necessary or not needed anymore because we're part of the new covenant. There's so many theological Mm -hmm. arguments there. And I'm like, y'all, I'm like, when it comes down to it, I said, sure. It's not a requirement. It's not like a do this, like you said, on Sunday, don't work at all. I mean, because things have changed now, but it's still applicable because Sabbath as a concept, as, as a gift from the Lord is literally rest and reconnection with the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's realizing who we are and then realizing who God is and how <laughs> that really shapes our reality. Yes. Like I am, I am weak and needy and God is strong and he is, he is perfect and yes. he is everything. And so just realizing that, um, and making it a point to do that, like you said, I mean, sometimes maybe you need three Sabbaths a week. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and that's okay as long as, you know, obviously we're not giving into, you know, giving in a crutch for uh, complacency or laziness. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that literally is one of the biggest things. And I'm so glad that you really dove into that. Um, so as we transition, though, I would love just to kind of wrap up the conversation with some some of your top tips, things that you have done in your life, especially over the last couple of years, if you just really, as you've honed in this idea of working unto the Lord, abiding into the Lord, just top tips for productivity and working well, but also keeping boundaries. I think that's important. Let's let's just give a few rapid fire tips for us. Yay. So you might want to get your notes out for this and I'll go through them quickly because I do have the gift of gab and I can talk forever. About yeah, this I love it. <laughs> okay. So top tips. Number one is I sleep in until about seven or 8 a.m. Because I realized that a 5 a.m. wake up call was not my idea of success or being productive for me. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Now, this does not mean you have to wake up at 7 or 8 a.m. Because that is the holy sweet spot. No. What I'm saying is that if, you know, you've heard from culture, 5 a.m. Entrepreneurs do 5 a.m. wake up calls or nothing. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to believe that. If 5 a.m. is not your jam, that's okay. If 6 a.m. is good or 7 or 8. Some people, I know, like some of my friends that are entrepreneurs, they're waking up at 10 o'clock. And they're like, I'm chilling. That's my my idea of success. Great. Go with her. Okay. That's what helps them be productive. So that's what helps me. Second thing is I actually don't start working until around 12 PM each day. 
Instead, I spend my mornings in quiet time with the Lord. I'm journaling. I'm getting my workout in. I'm usually being intentional about making like a yummy breakfast or a lunch. So essentially I'm starting my day by taking care of my spiritual, my emotional, mental, and physical health first. And that's my ideal morning routine. Because again, we've heard it all before. Like you can't pour from an empty cup. So me waking up, you know, at 5 a.m. and then getting right into work was making me anxious and worried and overwhelmed. And I was like, actually, let's just not start the day like that. So I created this morning routine and I would really encourage you to like audit your routines. Like when are you resting? Right. What are you doing first things when you wake up? Like, how are you setting your day? Right. How are, what are your intentions for the day? How are you even like even your night routine? Like, what does that look like to set up your next day for being productive? Third thing is that I don't answer any work related communication on the weekends. And, you know, on the topic of boundaries, like something that and I don't know the exact origin of like where this quote is from, but it's something that I've been really just like (laughs) really saying a lot. And just focusing on a lot is like the only people that get offended by any boundaries you set up are the ones that benefit from you not having them. Mm. So that is something great to keep in mind for anyone, like any work-related communication, whether it's for my team, my students, people are like, it's urgent. This is on, but like, nope, not on the weekends. That is my boundary. I do not work on the weekends and it's okay. Like you do not have to always be on your phone and working and always answering. Like you can set up those boundaries and that's totally okay. Another thing we talked about, this is the Sabbath day, right? So I take a full day off each week. And sometimes again, that has to be in the middle of the week. You know, it's not always a weekend day and that's okay. And next to those Sabbath days, like there are often days that I give myself mental health days and I don't feel guilty about taking them. There are days where Mm -hmm. I'm just like, you know what? I'm off and I really need extra refreshment by the Lord. Or, you know, I don't feel well, or I'm just like, I don't know. It's just like you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, or I'm really struggling with anxiety that day. And I, I take the day off, you know, and I'm just like, you know what? I need to like not be online, not be working. Like I just need to like rest in the presence of the Lord and do things that just like bring me joy and, and, and just like just joy and happiness. Right. And take that mental health day. And that's okay too. Um, another couple of things, last two things is I only focus on three tasks a day, not a bazillion gillion tasks a day. Mm, A lot of times we like make this to-do list and it's like 15 things. And then we cross off maybe let's say three to five of them. And then we beat ourselves up because we're like, ah, we didn't complete 15 things. And it's like, okay, well, you've left no room for the unexpected to happen. You left no room to eat or go to the bathroom or take a shower, right? (laughs) Like you left no room, right? How do you expect to get 15 things done? And so instead of me ending each of my days feeling like, wow, like I'm so behind or I didn't, or I'm a failure or I didn't get things done, you know, especially like as a type A person who's very like list driven and to-do list, like I like to check things (laughs) off, right? Okay, I was like really beating myself up at the end of the day. And so then I started to just focus on three tasks a day, making sure I get those three tasks done. And then if I happen to have extra time and there's, you know, another, I have what I call a brain dump list, which is just a running list of things that need to get done that I randomly think of. And I'll just like drop it in my, it's a a note section on my phone. And I take tasks from there and put them into like the three task a day category. But if I'm like, oh, I got my three tasks done. I have plenty of time. I have the energy and I, you know, want to get something else done, I'll go to my brain dump list and take just one more task. Okay. Not three more, just one. Okay. One at a time. Right. And I'll get that done. And that's just really helped me like curb, you know, feeling like just, just like shame and guilt at the end of the day, because I didn't get everything on my to-do list done. And then the last thing that I do that I hope will be just like really applicable for you is I, I batch my days. So for example, Mondays, I don't take any meetings because coming off on the weekend, like it, especially if I either rested or maybe I had a really full, you know, weekend, like, and I need to take my Monday as my Sabbath, then I have that mm-hmm. day free. I don't have any like requirements or obligations or, you know, sometimes the weekends, like when things come up or like a friend invites you out and you want to go hang out with them, you know, and do a game night and then you get home late and you're like, Oh, now I got to prepare for this meeting. Like I just hated that for myself. So right, I stopped right. taking meetings on Mondays. Now I use Mondays to usually like catch up on communication with my students or my team, kind of get organized for the week, set out what I want the rest of my week to look like. Um, Because honestly, like, especially lately in this season, I've been taking more than one Sabbath day. I'm talking like three, two to three Sabbath days. Okay. So sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I just like need this day off. Or I'm like, you know what? I took a couple days off, like (laughs) back to back. So let me use this day to like catch up. Right. So it's great. So then Tuesdays and Thursdays are my dedicated times and like days for calls or podcast interviews like this. So what will end up happening? And it got like, you know, it can get a little weird in this season, but what I'll typically do is I only block off a certain time of the day. So it's not like, Oh, you know, from eight to 5 PM, I have podcast interviews or, you know, calls I got to be on. 
it's literally sure. only a certain window period. So it's typically on Tuesdays and Thursdays from three to 6 PM EST. That's when I'm able to be scheduled for calls or podcast interviews. Mm. I'm not talking a full day and I'm not talking like, okay, every single day of the week, because when you like start to batch your days and batch your tasks, you're a lot more productive. Like just this is just like a very mm-hmm. applicable tip is, yeah. you know, that's why content batching, you hear about content batching all the time. If you spend one day getting 10 outfits, it's better than spending 10 outfits, taking two to three hours every day to try and get that content. Like just shoot sure. 10 looks in one sitting and then be done for the next 10 days or however long. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do for Tuesdays and Thursdays. Wednesdays are for the days I need to like run errands or be out of the house. I am not spending like, you know, a couple times, like a few hours on Monday and then Thursdays and then like Friday, like running around. It's one day I say, okay, this day I'm going to the grocery store. I'm going to make these returns. I got to go to the post office. I got to right. It's one day where I'm just knocking out all of those errands or I have to be out of the house for appointments. And then mm-hmm. Fridays, I typically do content creation or a lot of times I'll take a half day before the weekend. So I'll like get on maybe for like a few hours of work that day. And then I'll take the rest of the time off because I want to, and I can <laughs> because Right, my own right. schedule, and we have the freedom to do that, right? If you're your own business owner, so like, especially if you're listening to this and you're your own boss or your own business owner, like, you get to make your own schedule. Like, do what works for you. And I hope that this gives you some ideas of like what that could look like, and what works for me may not work for you whatsoever. But I just hope it serves that like, just because something else works for someone doesn't mean that that has to be your idea of like productivity and success. Like, really define what success looks like for you in your day because. You have a completely different, you know, agenda, completely different things to get done, tasks to do. You might have a family, right? I don't have kids, okay? I'm not even fully, yeah. I'm not married yet, right? I got 48 <laughs> days for that. So right now it's just me. So my life looks a lot different, but don't be afraid to just make it your own. Like if you're not a 5 a.m. person, don't wake up at 5 a.m. If you don't want to start your day until noon, don't start your day until noon. That's okay. Like there's freedom in getting to make that decision, especially as a business owner. So just don't, you know, feel like it, it has to look like what someone else does. But I yeah. hope these tips are helpful for some of you that are listening. But these are just some of the things that have really helped me to be more productive and not feel like so overwhelmed and burdened by how culture tells me to run my day or my week or even my month. Yeah, no, so, so good. Soaking them all up. I think, you know, we can, no matter, you know, like Kaylee was just saying, no matter where you're at, you know, I mean, you can take these tips and you can kind of run with them and take what we've been talking about, John 15, and just really make that applicable to your life and your situation. Um, I, I love this. I mean, this literally could be the Kalia show. I don't I need to be. I, I literally don't need to be here. I'm like, she was just, I'm like, she was bringing it. No, I am. Like the Lord was so evidently speaking through you and I am so like excited about that and um, just really, really honored by the way that you honor the Lord, but then also just honor, you know, being in business, but also honoring the Lord because there's so many people that are business coaches or things like that, um, that are doing it for the wrong reasons that are focused on just money, just Mm -hmm. this, just that. But, um, this is where true productivity, true life, true abiding and true life really comes from is when we're, when we're abiding and we're, we're connected. So, I just, I just ate this all up and I'm, I'm <laughs> so, so pumped about it. But as we close, I would love for people to um, get connected with you. I know you're going to be taking some time off for the wedding, rightly so, but I know you're going to keep cranking that content out, encouraging others, um, those who may want business tips or to even work with you. So share where people can find you online, um, what you offer, all the things. Yes. So the best place to connect with me is over on Instagram and my handle is at Kalia Nicole. K-A-H-L-E-A N-I-C-O-L-E-E, two E's at the end. You can find me over there. And if you're listening to this right now, I would love for you to shoot me a DM. Like I would love to connect with you and just get to know you, hear more of your story. And you know, if any of this resonated with you, I would love to just <laughs> chat with you more about it. Or if you have any questions or just like anything, literally, like I would, I would just love to to get to know you more uh, and and meet you virtually. So yes. come connect with me yeah. over on Instagram. And I release like my course into in uh, very seasonally. So we do launches for it about two to three times a year. So with me getting married, I will not be opening it up again until 2022. But if you happen to be listening to this and it's 2022, hey, you might be here in the right hey, time. <laughs> I know. Yes. Hey, it's a God, a God thing. Who knows? Yes. But if not, I also have a wait list for the program. And if that's something that you're interested, like if you're really wanting to learn how to monetize your influence through brand partnerships and get those, you know, sponsorship deals, then feel free to reach out to me because I can definitely get you 
on the wait list for the program. So you're the first to know when it releases next. But either way, just come hang out with me over on Instagram and shoot me a DM if you're listening to this. I love it. I love it. Y'all are going to love following her, becoming her friend. Uh, so fun. Just wanted to thank you so much, Ankalia. You're such a precious friend to me. I have loved um, just following you and having, you know, our friendship over the years online. Yes. And um, so blessed. Aww. So, so blessed and honored by today. So thank you for taking the time. I know it's crazy busy, but like you said, hey, we're, we're scheduling at that time. You we're, know we're, it. We're, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's perfect. Yes. But, um Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. I love you, girl, and just so excited for especially this next season, and I can't wait to just follow along. Ah, yes. <laughs> thank you so much. Seriously, such such an honor to be here and just kind of talk on this this topic. So thank you so much for, for having me. I appreciate you, and I love you more than you know. <laughs> love you so much. <laughs>